Hello and welcome in to the next episode of the Great Great Series. I am Dustin, your sommelier, taking you through this wonderful ducking adventure as we explore a grape that many of us have heard of but may not realize its full impact, and that's Cabernet Franc. Just to get into things, we're definitely going to be kind of abbreviating this Cab Cab Franc. Uh, I'm not going to break out the whole kit and caboodle for every time that we need to say it. So just understand from this point going forward, if I say Cab or Cab Franc, I am referring to Cabernet Franc. If I need to bring up Sauvignon, Cabernet Sauvignon, I will say that full term. Now, I want to thank you guys again, as always. Um, if you've been tuning into uh, social media, you'll see we're trying to have some fun with that over there. We're going to put up some quizzes, and I think uh, the interactions there may lead to some topics going forward. So definitely check out our Instagram and Twitter. The support is always appreciated. Jumping into this episode, Cabernet Franc, a very prestigious grape, has a long history. Believe it or not, Cab Franc is one of the most popular grape varietals in the world. Uh, it really has been known as a blending grape, especially when you talk about Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot, France, Italy. It's constantly being used as a blending grape. Now, tonight I am having a, a fantastic glass from Chinon. So Chinon is out of France um, and an area that is just famous uh, for producing Cap Francs. A um, little bit wider style. We'll, uh, we'll get into some of those details as we go through the podcast, as we go through this episode. But hope you're having any kind of wine that you're enjoying Unless you're driving, be careful out there, folks. It's a crazy world. So, its single varietal wines are very highly regarded. Um, and even you can see it used in production of rosé wines. So, very diverse grape, just right off the bat. And to uh, many people, even in the business, Cabernet Franc, a lot of times, seems like it has this kind of secondary role, especially when you talk about Bordeaux and blends. But it does have a huge impact in the history of grape varietals. Through DNA analysis, when we're talking about grapes, you can, just like with humans, check their DNA. And it's been shown that Cabernet Franc is a parent grape to multiple um, grapes. So it is kind of more than the sum of its parts here. It has had influence all throughout the wine world. It stretches farther than you may even realize. So the history of Cap Franc begins hundreds of years ago in the Basque country, um, where southwestern France kind of meets up with Spain. Um, it has this uh, unique uh, area and some unique grapes here. Uh, the origin of Cap Franc uh, is kind of unclear. Why, what do we know of its name? We think that it comes from the Latin term for a black vine of France, but it originating out of the Basque country in Spain 
means like the term probably wasn't French. There is a grape that we'll talk about, Honda Robbie Beltza, um, which has been kind of fought over back and forth, has ties to Cap Franc as well. The grape is called Bouchette in Bordeaux, where it is uh, grown since the 17th century. In the Loire Valley, where it also is very successful, Cap Franc is called Breton. Um, Cap Franc's big claim to fame, as you probably put together already, is being one of the parent grapes of Cabernet Sauvignon, which was a result, you know, a beautiful night in Bordeaux. Think back to the 1700s. There's music playing softly in the background. Fireflies twinkling in the night, a clear sky, uh, stars appearing everywhere, bees are out and about and creating a love that has impacted the world more than those bees will ever know. Um, it crossed uh, Cabernet Franc, Sauvignon Blanc, bada boom, bada bing, we end up with Cabernet Franc. So, origin of it. Lies in the Basque Country, especially in the Western Pyrenees. Uh, but as it moved into uh, France, it really hit its biggest kind of like payday being crossed the Cabernet Sauvignon uh, or Cabernet or Sauvignon Blanc to produce Cabernet Sauvignon. It gets confusing. A lot of cabs being thrown around. But um, it has been widely planted through Bordeaux. And the only sad thing about it, and when you look into the price of the grape per ton, it you can see why it has grown in cost. So a lot of people, a lot of growers have replaced Cab Franc with more popular, a little bit more approachable Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot. Not to say that Cabernet Franc is going anywhere. It is still a big hitter, super uh, famous and impactful in the wine world. Speaking of which, uh, not only does it end up being apparent to uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, it is a parent to Hondurabi Beltza. The other grape in that they haven't been able to determine or figure out, uh, if you mix Cabernet Franc with Gros uh, Cabernet, you get Carmenier. And then if you also marry Cap Franc with Magdalene Notre des Charentes, that's where you get Merlot. So we can see just how big of an impact this uh, grape has uh, had in the world. Responsible for the creation of Merlot, Carmenier, uh, Cab Sauv, and Honorabi Beltza. Uh, so what what an esteemed lineup just off of that right there it it is putting out just big hitters all the way around so as we continue on this journey cap franc was believed to be established um in a region of southwest france during the 17th century when carnal uh Richel transported cuttings of the vine uh, to the Loire Valley um, out of that southwestern Spain um, and they were planted at Abbey of Bourgelais. 
By the 18th century, plantings of Cabernet were found throughout uh, Fronsac, Pomerol, Saint-Emilion. And then as Cabernet Sauvignon became popular in the 18th and 19th century, uh, the similarities were starting to get kind of noticed. And in 1997, that's when the DNA was kind of put to the test and figured out that Cabernet Franc and, uh, and Sauvignon Blanc produced Cabernet Sauvignon. So, generally, Cabernet Franc buds ripen a little bit earlier than Cab Sauvs, which allows it um, to be more successful in cold regions. And you'll see that. One great area for Cabernet Francs is in the Finger Lakes of New York. Uh, it's in Virginia when you talk about um, in the continental U.S., it it does do really well in colder climates. So you'll see it in the Lower Valley, Dry Creek Valley, as well, just being remarkably successful in those areas. The vine is pretty vigorous. It's upright. It's a small kind of medium-sized uh, um, vine with very long branches. The berries, the grapes on these vines are small. They're like this blue-black color, um, but the skins are relatively thin. Typically, when we talk about some of these big reds that we've been mentioning, we think uh, all those tannins and that deep, dark color. Um, but Cab Franc is a little bit thinner skin, so if you have one on its own, it can be more on the ruby side then on the purple side um you'll see kind of some more red tones coming out because of how thin its skin is the interesting thing and you know you can kind of add two and two uh here together but if you ever get the chance to experience some underripe cabernet sauvignon it is very easily mistakable for cab franc so even certain vintages um wine growers have to be aware of that because there's so many similarities in the nose and on the palate. Uh, but when you get a really true ripe Cab Franc, it has this light kind of touch of a softer Cab Sauv, um, which also means it is ready to drink sooner, even if they're grown side by side in the same vineyard. So some advantages of us that don't want to sit around and wait. Uh, if you're looking for something that to drink a little bit younger that still has a lot of similarities with Cab Sauv, uh, reach for a Cab Franc. You won't be disappointed. When we talk about some of these flavors, depending on the region and the style and things like that, you can get some things like tobacco, graphite, um, raspberries, cassis, violets. But um, what it's also known as is kind of like the green machine. So methyloxane pyrazines uh, are responsible for Cab Franc's uh, very distinctive bell pepper, green bell pepper herbal aromas. So that is a scientific aroma that we can... Uh, target not only in Cap Franc, but in bell peppers. It's shared in this grape. They occur naturally in the grape skins, and it actually acts as a defense system against pests. I mean, 
if you were just a bug floating around and you're expecting to get this nice sweet berry and all of a sudden you get these like pepper uh, notes in your nose and sniffer, you're not going to be a happy bug. So it's a great way for it to kind of defend itself. It is a huge reason why it can grow in so many different places. Some grapes get very finicky and they, it, the slightest thing can kind of throw them off. But Cap Franc, as we know it, was surviving on its own in the wild before it was being cultivated. And so it has some natural defenses um, and abilities to survive and be uh, a little bit more hardy than some other uh, grapes that we know and love to this day. So Cabernet Sauv sharing its genetic heritage with Cabernet Franc does have some of these traits, but can very much be um, based on climate and um, harvest time and things like that. You may have had some Sauvignon Blancs that also have some of these uh, green pepper notes. It It's not uncommon. Um, but what you may have more of is fresh cut grass or gooseberry kind of notes. That is also... Um, part of the methyloxine pyrazine uh, aromas. The common thread among all these varieties um, that helps define their unique aromic uh, identity. So really neat how um, we can kind of scientifically nerd out about like how these grapes are connected. So Cabernet Franc has higher acidity uh, than its counterparts softer tannins as well it's ideal wine for pairing with just a huge wide variety of foods um, poultry game beef dishes italian tomato based you will see cab franc a lot of times pop up in super tuscans um, it is a fantastic wine to pair with food anything with that kind of acidic uh flavors are great um to, to pair with food especially anything with sauces speaking of sauces we're heading towards memorial day we're going to be grilling out cab franc is one of those wines especially if you get like a chinon um or a lighter style you could throw that sucker uh finger lakes new york version throw that sucker in the fridge for 30 or so minutes and chill it down and pair it with barbecue cab franc will go fantastic with barbecue especially like a vinegar uh based or a tomato based barbecue sauce uh just just a fantastic pairing so if you like your wines and want to take something to the barbecue other than a beer look for a cab franc you won't miss out promise you so very much practice that these grapes have kind of like grown together um and then they get blended together uh, and that's a style that still continues uh, to this day, no matter what region you are. You can still find some fantastic examples of Cap Franc on its own, but most of the time um, it will be blended. So let's kind of wrap up France, as we know, with Cabernet Sauvignon um, and Cap Franc marriage here. Uh, but once you kind of discover those Saint Emilion and Pomerol marriages, there is some um, proof that 
Cap Franc, even in the Bordeaux region, is this truly majestic ethereal wine, uh, Cheval Blanc, which has two-thirds of its vineyards planted with uh, Cap Franc and just Merlot on the side. It is Cheval Blanc is one of those wineries that you go like to to be a leader uh, and, and just produces some phenomenal Cap Francs. Now, we get out of Bordeaux. There's some other French regions dominated by Cap Franc, uh, Terrain, and the Lore. Um, as I've said multiple times, Shannon being in the Lore. Um, warmer summers with improved viticulture practices have allowed Sauvignon, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon um, more of a presence in, the, in these vineyards. But... Uh, Cabernet Franc has dominated reds here. Um, they tend to be weedy, stringy, and um, some of the cooler vintages. But when the grapes have ripened fully, they be this become this beautiful, silky texture. They get soft t- tannins. Uh, the characteristics um, and aromas kind of can start to remind you of pencil shavings if you think back to your childhood. You kind of get this hit of nostalgia when that that note comes out. But being this far north, the wines tend to be very heavily influenced by the characteristics of the vintages. They are, again, wines that uh, can be drank young, um, but also are very much uh, able to be uh, aged beautifully as well. They... (sighs) can sometimes have people turn their nose up to them just because of their acidity. But again, lightly chilled paired with uh, the, the correct foods, a fantastic red to have during the summer, especially during the hot part of the summer. Cabernet Sauvignon rarely made wines of real distinction in the Languedoc, but Cab Franc um, has had, has made inroads there. Um, and really have put some interest in the international market for this area in recent years. Now, as we move out of France, um, the next place to go to is Italy. Um, Most of the northern Italy was planted with Cabernet uh, when they brought it down during uh, Phylloxera time, Uh, but the majority of it was Cabernet Franc. So as... It is in France. They do have to be careful of the yields. Uh, if the yields become too big, uh, they become herbaceous and grassy. But they figured this out over time. So they're prepared uh, to control the yield of the Cap Franc. But in Tuscany, specifically uh, Bulgari, on the Tuscan coast, this has proven to be a successful wine, not only as a Bordeaux varietal, uh, but as it's 100% pure form as well. In this warmer climate, uh, Merlot can almost be too ripe, and it kind of becomes raisiny, but Cab Franc still remains extremely elegant, appetizing. It's a great place. Again, we talked about it earlier. Cab Franc does well in the cold. It does well in the heat. It is a, a grape that was uh, surviving on its own before humans ever interacted with it. So it is a very hearty grape. When you get outside of uh, Europe, Cab Franc has typically been grown to uh, 
uh, copy like the Bordeaux styles. Uh, you could think of California's Meritage blends and um, how they've used those o- over the years. Uh, Viator's uh, Colt Red, for example, is almost equal blend of both Cabernets. While Lang and Reed is a label that developed uh, by Francis Ford uh, Coppola's uh, ex-sales director, specifically to showcase California's particularly rich form of Cabernet Franc. Washington State Cabernet's Francs are extremely successful, and uh, it's useful because it will stay in some of those freezing temperatures, especially better than Merlot's. Uh, so this variety really comes into its own in the north. Talked about it around New York. Uh, it does great in uh, Canada as well. Some other states like Pennsylvania, uh, you can find it. Ontario uh, is becoming a super uh, ex- uh, expressive example of Cabernet Franc. They make it in this expensive, sweet, super acidic, like pale pink ice wine, which is incredible, uh, but also very expensive. A spoonful of its this ice wine can can cost uh, almost as much as Cheval Blanc. So really has um, taken off up north as well. The variety uh, is also increasing in South Africa. Um, there's been a lot of pioneers that have brought other grapes, uh, to South Africa, but Cabernet Franc has, uh, done extremely well. Um, the biggest issue though, that they have there is a little bit of uneven, uh, ripening in South Africa with this grape. So they're still working on that. It's newer there. Cap Franc is also catching on in Australia. Uh, they're still heavily on the cab soft train, but Franck is, uh, making appearances been really popular in New Zealand, specifically Hawks Bay, uh, which is really neat. Hasn't made as big of an impact in South America, uh, but it is still, it is still grown there. So cab Franck tends to be grown, uh, almost to an unlimited extent everywhere. Cabernet Sauvignon is grown, uh, which is, is something that I hope continues for this grape as big of an importance and an impact as it has had on wine worlds, uh, all over it. It's value is more than just what it produces. It's responsible for four huge, uh, grape varieties that almost everyone, uh, has had, or definitely knows. I mean, if you talk about wine, everyone knows Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon more so than they even know Cap Franc. So I, I hope it's a grape that we continue to see um, carried out because its impact has just become super uh, invaluable. There's no way to really rate just how meaningful Cap Franc is to the wine world. So I just want uh, to thank you guys. I hope you can see why we made Cabernet Franc uh, the subject of our next great grape uh, series. Its impact is 
felt everywhere um, and a fantastic wine to have. Maybe not one that you've had at the top of your list, but especially as we're hitting these warmer months in the U.S., definitely think uh, you should pull a couple bottles uh, to try for yourselves. Have them at uh, you know your regular temperature. Throw one in the fridge and see how it does as well. It's a, it's a wonderful experience. I don't think you'll regret it. As always, please make sure uh, you're tuning into our social medias out there on Twitter and Instagram at The Duck Vine. I really do appreciate you guys' support. hope you've enjoyed uh, all these episodes. If there's anything that you guys have enjoyed uh, in particular, please let me know. Reach out. Let me know what you guys are having. Uh, what you're drinking these days uh, and any questions about wines that you may be more curious about. Uh, We'll dive into some more uh, grapes as we go and some pairings uh, through the summer to have some fun with some cookouts uh, because, you know, maybe not every time we want to have a beer. Beer's good and love a good beer at a cookout, but maybe we want to do something a little little different. Um, So as I mentioned earlier, Cab Franc, fantastic wine to pair with barbecue. So keep that in the in your back pocket to pull out and surprise somebody. But I just hope you guys really had fun tonight. Hopefully you learned something. But most importantly, we got to drink some wine. I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. We'll see you soon.